Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about things that we've never done or experienced before moving to the uh, Deutschland country. Ooh, this would be interessante, say in Espanol. Okay, let's go. Welcome back to every one of our lovely listeners. This is episode, let me look, uh, 76. 76. Here we 76. go. 76, yeah. Is, it, is this too much enthusiasm? We Sometimes we feel like we have too little, so then we go like push too hard in the other direction. Maybe, so <laughs> This is 76. We're so pumped up for 76. Whoa. Actually, we're pretty lucky because uh, we had a, a guest cancel last minute, but luckily we had a backup outline prepared. And this is our backup. This is our backup. That's, so, why, we, that's why you do things... Like we do it. <laughs> no, to be fair, this was eventually going to be a a four up. Like it was, it was going to be. This wasn't like like ooh, it's a backup. It's like a crappy. No, like, th- this was going to be episode seventy seven. But now we're just moving next, forward. We just day. we just switching a little. We're just switching it up a little we're bit. Just, uh, we're just doing Missy Elliott, flipping it, reversing it. You yeah, know? keeping you on your toes. Is your flipper nipper Lance yet? Yes. <laughs> Uh, let's start with our usual, the usual suspects. Let's do the news and the shout outs. Take it away. Uh, we want to do a really belated, but uh, well-deserved congratulations to our friends Cody and Lauren on their new baby. Baby. Yes. Uh, you know, Cody's the reason I uh, met my girlfriend and the reason I met you. True. So in this weird way, he's the reason this podcast exists. Whoa. So yeah, congratulations on their new baby. Uh, we were stupid and didn't mention it, uh, you know, when it happened. A little while ago. Yeah, it was about a month ago, I'd say. Mm. Or a few weeks ago-ish. Um, so yeah, congratulations, you guys. Yeah. And um, moving on. Ooh, a little... Uh, housekeeping. Now, just so you guys know, on our website, if you go to our whiskey section at the top, there's a new button, nice and yellow, so you'll see it. It's called our whiskey wish list. Now, this is something we added because a few listeners had asked, had emailed us and said, hey, we want to send you uh, a bottle of whiskey for you guys to review. Do you have like an Amazon wish list for us to to choose from? And, And now we do. And we really didn't, and so, but now we just have one uh, of whiskeys of all different types and uh, and prices. So if this is your jam and you want to uh, send us a whiskey, just uh, choose from choose from that list. It's ready to go. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool stuff. Oh yeah. Um, we want to give a thank you to Berlin Treaty for a very saucy five star review. Still not a hundred percent what it means, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's a compliment and I like it. Yeah, there's a few there's a few directions it could go. The, uh, it's it was a it was an interesting uh, something about making the muffin moist. Yes, it's interesting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, I love that review. <laughs> regardless, it was a five star. So uh, whatever it meant, I, it was positive, right? So it, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it had to have been making those muffins. <laughs> <laughs> We're digging it. It's it's a really funny expression. I don't. I still don't know what it means, but uh, I'm gonna say it from now on. <laughs> no packs in an appropriate manner. <laughs> Anytime you use the word moist, it just makes everything sound bad, mm. wrong. Yeah, is water moist? It is. Is water wet? Sure, it is both. Hmm. Let's discuss that later. Speaking of <laughs> wrong, bad things, uh, people in northern Germany are getting quite worried these days as it's been revealed that a nurse, who I think maybe we mentioned a few months ago, this nurse uh, this past winter spring, I believe it was in March, April, was uh, found to have given away or was th- thought to have given away a handful of fake vaccines to unsuspecting people. It turns out that she could have given away as many as 8,600 oh fake vaccines to people now instead of the vaccines she gave injections of saline which if, if you live in this area is harmless it will not it cannot hurt anybody um it's basically um water it's what they give you when you're dehydrated basically yeah, it's water um it's the it's the typical you know saline bag you always see in any doctor show that's hanging there um she was given saline instead of uh, vaccines and it's weird because when it first happened, she said it was because um, she'd accidentally dropped a vaccine and she was worried of, to tell somebody that she might get in trouble. So she just gave the saline instead. But now that's revealed it's been thousands of fake vaccines. Yeah, given. no, that there does has not to, add up. There's obviously a different reason behind it. Anyways, it's been found that she could have given, uh, given uh, as many as thousands of fake vaccines. Um, it was in the Red Cross Vaccination Center in uh, Friesland, I believe, in northern Germany. That's unfortunate news because, especially with this Delta variant, we need everyone possible vaccinated. And now there's possibly 8,000 less vaccinated people. Yeah, true. But they've informed everybody. So I think they're getting everybody, or they're having everybody get tested to find out 
did they get the vaccine or not? Oh, yeah, okay. So yeah, and and, and you know, right now we're uh, the this now the fourth wave is uh, starting up here in Germany. It seems like uh, we're at around like four thousand cases a day. So um, that's not what you want to hear. Again, if someone's <laughs> listening to this in Germany, please go get vaccinated. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, and Alex's area has instant radius over a hundred, which is uh, yeah as bad as it was uh, in like a lockdown last it's, lockdown. That's so. actually the reason why we started recording here at your place. True. So hey, good thing we stuck good it thing out. Good thing we're still here because where I live, it's uh, it's COVID central. Yeah, and to anyone who's listening to this years from now, you're probably so tired of hearing these COVID updates. So True. I, I apologize because it, it is not relevant to you, uh, person in the future. Yeah, I wish we'd like get rid of that after it goes away, but you can't. You're stuck with it now, everyone. Mm. You, Tom. It's a little kind of time capsule. Sorry, Tom, in 2024. It's probably Actually, still going yeah, on then. Yeah, push it to like 2034. Yeah, uh, let's, let's hope. There we go. Uh, and one more, um, yeah, COVID-related news. The USA has once again been added to Germany's list of high-risk countries. Oh, no. Yeah, so that would affect the travel plans of people from the U.S. who wish to visit Germany in the near future. Yeah. Now, people from the EU can still not go to the States. Yeah, they have this like European travel ban. You have to have like exceptional reasons if, if you're not a German citizen. Right. Or, sorry. American citizen. American citizen. Right. Um, I really haven't looked at the list, but currently, because both of us plan to go to the U.S. in the future in the next months or so and but yeah. currently as it is now our girlfriends cannot join us which sucks because that was the plan yeah it's a pain like i'm going in october for a wedding and i would love for you know bobby to come with me see my niece and nephew see my parents and my family it's been you know three years and i can dance with uh you know a hot german lady at the wedding but um i might just be there alone mano e mano that doesn't apply here true <laughs> I mean, if you came with me, it'd be mono e mono, but I don't mm, want to dance yeah, with you. I meant more you and you. I, I know it, it, it didn't work out, but you know where I was going with it, so it's I okay. didn't, but now I do. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Move- <laughs> have you have you been these past these past uh, years between this Wednesday and last Wednesday? <laughs> no, I've I've, uh, I've been all right. Yeah, you know, working, doing stuff. Went to uh, Mauer Park on Sunday, which I've not been to in a long time. I actually haven't hung out in Mauer Park. I think in like. A few years at least. Yeah, just, yeah. For some reason, I haven't made my way over there. I don't know why. Um, so I got invited to go there for a bit, hung out at the big hill there, listen to music. Uh, it was really nice. And uh, I actually did go the weekend before as well, just to the flea market. I wanted to get some new stuff for the flat, find some like weird stuff. So yeah. I found this um, really funny, like, which I spent way too much money for, but I couldn't not buy it. I found a uh, super eight, you know, eight millimeter. Uh, like reel of film, yeah. Reel of film. Of this German porn from the 70s, and it just looked, I, th- I can't remember what it was called, something like Pass auf die Steiger kommt or something like that. Yeah, something like that, I can't remember. Um, but it just looked super hilarious, and I smell like 10-year one, it was way too much. And I can't even watch it, nor that I want to, but I have it now, which is cool, so... I think that guy really had an emotional attachment to that porn. You yeah, know what I mean? That's why he was like, no, nothing below 10 euro. Maybe that'll be my new thing is collecting uh, vintage porns on Super 8 film. That you can't watch. That I can't watch. Ooh, uh, actually, no. The, gonna, the okay. cover art's funny enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a funny thing. Someday we'll get an 8mm uh, projector and uh, go to your rooftop terrace, set up like a, <laughs> a screen, you know? <laughs> watch German porn from like 19. Put, put a sign in the stairwell that says like uh, only 18 plus, you know, above, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I saw it and I was like, I'm buying this. I don't know why. I, I get it. Yeah. Now I have it. I don't know what to do with it, but I have it. So there it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. But yeah, it was nice hanging out at Mara Park, uh, listening to the music, had a few beers, and yeah, it, was, it was relaxing. And a really relaxing weekend, which which I needed. I, I felt like after, you know, all the COVID stuff and then the move and the vacation, yeah. I was like a weekend out. My whole Saturday I had to myself. Nice. Played some yeah. video games, chilled. It was really, really nice. Sometimes you just need this like like a random bachelor day here and there. Yeah, yeah for where sure. you're just playing some video games, oh, wa- yeah. watching movies late, you know, just like yeah. It was great. And how about yourself? What have you been up to? Yeah, um what did I do? I can't remember what I did Friday, but uh Saturday met up with some friends, went to um a nice lake, I think Zumta Z it's called. Oh nice. Really uh, pretty lake that's uh it's not out of the, it's easy to get to, but it's 
in a enough out of the way okay that there it is <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say it's not overrun by people because you know some of these I, okay. popular lakes in berlin you go on like a hot day and there's just a million people it's really great. It's, it's hard to find even like a spot near the lake to, to to chill in you know yeah this like you go and you find this beautiful you know it has this nice grass just right there on the edge of the lake and there's beautiful. you know there's maybe like 15 other people there around you. It's not, it's not overcrowded at all. And clean water suit. Yeah. Super clean water. Nice. Um, yeah, just lovely. Just, I went there, did some, um, barbecuing and hung out there and then, yeah, then, uh, ooh, Sunday. Yeah. I, I went to the, I met, was with, yeah, I was with you in the, the group at Mauer park. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. For anybody listening, Mauer park is this, um, uh, one of the main kind of, touristy or tourist known parks in berlin yeah, yeah where yeah. It, it used to be a former death strip for the berlin wall which is what's called mauer park which mauer, park. mauer meaning wall park yeah yes and there's it's one of the also one of hosts one of the most well-known uh flea markets as it, as it, it's a really cool flea market they have like so much stuff there but then also they have little beer gardens in between and food stands yeah food and, stands yeah like, like food from yeah, like south korean little little shack and a yeah. you know american barbecue shack and it's whatever like two yeah. small beer gardens in there it's, it's a super cool spot and then outside they have i don't know how many a bunch of buskers playing music they have like people break dancing like just stuff going on all over the place so it's a, it's a it's really fun place to go on a sunday yeah and just like people watch or but just it, relax. it is busy though so like if you don't like big crowds then it's not going to be your jam no that's yeah. true if, if you're an introvert and you want to you know yeah or if you're like agoraphobic maybe i don't know yeah well then you probably wouldn't even leave your house then i guess if you're also agoraphobic true. but yeah. anyways, anyways moving on yeah you know what let's move on to the good stuff which yeah. is the liquid gold that's we, sitting in front of us we got a whiskey to drink and drink it we shall uh this is a lambe irish whiskey finished in cognac casks Ooh. uh there's no um year on it because it's a blend Oh, okay. So it's a small batch blend Irish whiskey, a unique triple distilled full-bodied blend of bourbon cask whiskey with cognac cask finish. Sounding tasty. And it has a cool uh, picture of a puffin on the front. Yeah. On the front, there's a puffin wearing a tuxedo on the front, which... This is classy as well. With airplanes behind it. And then there's little like tentacles and fish and boats and stuff. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of hidden messages there. There's a lot going on. You find a map to hidden treasure on the front of this fucking uh, and, whiskey bottle. Oh, it's funny. There's like a taste profile on the back mm-hmm. that looks like a compass. Ooh. And you know those taste those, those things was like in a circle and it kind of the dots are closer to what the taste is. Right, yeah. So the biggest taste is sweet, spicy. Ooh, I'm with I'm, I'm getting excited here. A bit of fruity, floral, woody, and malty. That's, and yeah, sounds, sounds like good stuff. I, I, sh- I just want to try this stuff. And I'll read the back real quickly. Our small batch Iris whiskey blend is triple distilled and crafted with Lambay Island Trinity Well water. It features Ooh. notes of malt, flora, cracked almonds, and pepper, and has a cognac cask finish. Looks pretty sweet. And this is the, um, I think it's a like special edition on its gift pack. On the back, it says by invitation only. And Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> By invitation, it means anybody who has an Amazon Prime account. So wait a second. It says invitation only. On the other side, there's coordinates. Oh, so that's a, a place to, to go. I, I, I was just joking about Treasure Map earlier. Dude, there it is, man. There's a... Ooh, we should have these coordinates after. Yeah, let's Google it. It's, yeah. probably, it's probably the distillery. It's probably the distillery. Yeah, yeah, it's very boring. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the, the bottle looks nice. It's a very bright looking whiskey. Kind of Again, one of these like, I don't know, white wine looking ones-ish. Yeah, true. And it's got a nice wooden cork which we love i love a wooden cork it just shows an attention to detail that i yeah. like you know and i feel like it's gonna taste better like yeah. I, it already tastes good and it tastes it again this is know? the biggest buildup. if this is bad it's just it's gonna taste even worse by the fact that we just built it up so much i know some bottles those get you going I'd say, let's just open it up and see what happens i want to talk more about the bottle okay no, i'm done okay Ooh, wonderful pop that was that was a sound bite a little glugin that was good pour for you this time. He does a wonderful uh, twist of the bottle at the very end there from his bartender days. There it goes. <laughs> Loving it. It's actually never a bartender. It was a bar back, though. Mm. But I did pour many a wine. So he knows what's, he knows what's up. I, I, know how to, I know how to get it done. Wait, real quick, let's oh, yeah, smell it. I forgot what we do. Mm-hmm. It smells light. Yeah, pretty smells light. Good, though. Let's see what happens. Ooh. That gives a really nice first impression. Oh, what? <laughs> what was that face? I don't know. It was like, it, it hit my tongue for the first second. It was not much of anything. And then suddenly it was like a, like a slow motion. And then suddenly the flavor just like 
uh, hit me really quick. There's a lot happening there. Mm, I'm going to take one more quick sip real quick. Yeah. And I think this was uh, like 30 euro. It was mm. pretty inexpensive. No, it was. It was 29.99, I think. Yeah. Definitely spicy and definitely fruity. They were not lying. That's 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 tasty. That's great. Yeah. All right. Wow. Let's let's let's, uh, let's jump into this episode. But first, you know, tell us tell us what we got to know. For all of you long-time listeners, you know this. You can skip forward like 10 seconds if you want, but you don't have to. So, uh, we ask all of you lovely people to please, if you'd like, if you feel so inclined, go on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. We love them. We read them. We even shout you out on, the, on, on an episode later. That's a perk. So, if you want your own, little, your own little personal shout-out, there it is. And uh, check out our website, agdwpodcast.com. Some say... It is the best website in the whole world. I keep hearing this. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful news. Like I haven't seen where it's been written, but it's it's out there. It's out there. It's so. in the wild. So, Alex um, would not say unfactual information. I'm like George Washington. I'll never tell a lie. Right. And I have wooden teeth. And he has wooden teeth. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, check it out. AGDWpodcast.com. There's links to everything there. Our whiskey uh, reviews are on there with pictures of the bottles. Some extras are on there. Our links to our Facebook or Instagram are also on there. Um, you can write us a message. There. You can do so much. That's why some, some, not me, but some do call it the best website in the world. Right. Uh, and also our Instagram is at americans.in.germany.podcast. And of course, all those links are on the website. They so are. let's move on to our main topic of the day. Yes. The things that we never did slash experienced before moving to Germany. Now, we did in one episode where we're kind of... We talked about the things we hadn't seen before, but they weren't necessarily things that we were interacting. Yeah, but this is more of the things that we didn't do before moving to Germany. So exactly. So these, so these, only once we moved to Germany, we did these things that we didn't even know that people did these things. So that's that's how uh, uh, you know weird they were to us. So right, let's let's dive into number one. So this this first one's very topical for me because I just moved. Is uh, I never had to drill into like solid stone or concrete to hang. A picture or hang a shelf or something like that. And because as we've, excuse me, because as we've mentioned before, uh, you know, in the U.S., like most houses are, you know, wood and um, and drywall, whereas here, a lot of these buildings, most of the buildings are, you know, stone, solid, uh, concrete, brick, uh, you know, those masonry blocks, just, um, yeah, just to hang a simple picture, you, you have to get a special uh masonry drill bit and and you're you're sweating man like yeah, you five, five minutes just to drill this one hole and get us you know you gotta get a, a special anchor in there and everything I, I mean i mean granted for me um i don't drill at all i have my friends drill like you true you're more of a watcher i'm, I'm a really good watch i'm good at like getting beers for everyone who needs <laughs> them you know um but like i remember when we were putting my tv up by we again friends we're putting my tv up on the wall uh, we had a bar from a neighbor. It's called a Bahama. And so it's pretty much a dr- really hardcore drill, but it also has like a hammering motion. So it goes <laughs> into the wall exactly, while yeah. you're hammering because we don't have that. We could not get through that wall. It was impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a completely new experience in the in the, U- in the U.S. You know, um, everybody has something capable of drilling into some wood. You you put a you have to get a, a you can you can use a screwdriver if you want to, to sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 and I've said this before. It's much easier to modify an American home than For it is sure. a German home. Like and and I think we've maybe mentioned it before, but some of these older buildings, you know, the the wall looks nice, it's all plastered and everything. But even from drilling from one hole to say a, a meter to the right of that hole, the the inside of the wall is going to be completely different because over the years they've kind of patched the walls. Like, right, right, like, yeah. Like, like, like you you drill one hole and you see the red dust from some brick come out, and the next week you drill another hole and you just see the gray dust from like some concrete, and it's maybe a little bit harder, and sometimes it's softer. Like uh, the walls of in these uh, old buildings that have been existing for 120 years have been patched and <laughs> and fixed and renovated so many times. You know what I mean? It's also funny too. So I thought about it when I moved out of my last apartment. Um, you know, we had a bunch of holes in our walls cause we have a big gallery wall of uh, art Yeah, and so we filled in all the holes, you know, with this little, whatever it's called, what's it called? That's in a spackle you put in the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the spackle. Yeah. So we spackled it up. So I love that word. We spackled it up. And, um, <laughs> and then I started thinking, I was like, these walls are, I said, the building is over a hundred years old and like we probably spackled like, I don't know, 40, 50 holes in one wall. 
And I was thinking, when does the whole wall just become a bunch of spackle from like all the people living in there? Yeah, because you know the I mean? people who lived in that apartment before you filled up their wall, right. their holes. Right. People did before that did the same. Right. It's like probably a Swiss cheese hodgepodge. Yeah. And it's at at be. what point does it just become so weak? I mean, I, I think the the thing is though, like even if you look at my kind of like window sills, like yeah. like the the wall, like this this apartment I'm in it, for example, the walls are about two feet thick. True. Yeah. So all the drilling you're doing, it's not going to affect the integrity because it's I wouldn't think so, no. going in like a few inches. You know what I mean? Um, and the average building here, the walls are rather thick. Yeah. So I think you're going to be okay. But I think, I don't know, I think for maybe some of these older ones, it, it's got to affect it at some point. I'm going to do something, Or right? it's just hard to like find a place to, to for the new person to drill, you know, there. I mean, I hope the in. new person is kind of like look around and find the holes that we made and just use those holes instead. It'd be way easier to drill for them, you know? But if they can find them, that means you did not spackle or paint correctly because they shouldn't be able to see the holes. Well, I did a lot of spackling, so there's a, there's a pretty high chance I did not do it correctly. Probably <laughs> 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 80% chance I did not do it correctly. But hey, we got our... Uh, we got a deposit back, so that's, that's, all, that's, all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> the flat looked great. We worked two, like, eight-hour days in that apartment, and one of yeah. them with, like, seven people. So, yeah, we were, we, yeah, we were, like, tag-teaming those rooms, painting those walls, and God. giving them no time to dry in between coats and stuff. And yeah. then I went back the day after and, and worked with just me and my girlfriend for another, I think it was, like, six hours again. Like, it was a lot. So if we didn't get our money back from that apartment, I would have been pissed. Yeah, we really, and, and again, like I said, because I remember at the end you were wondering, like, ah, is this good enough? And I was saying, we put in more effort than probably the average people do. And so if, and if the average person's getting their deposit back, we you will too, you know what I mean? Well, Cause, uh, fun, fun fact, uh, when my girlfriend went to go look at it with the person to get her money back, she was there with the guy who's moving in after us. And they're like, oh, this isn't that nice. And that's the guy, do you mind? And he's like, no, I don't mind. So it was okay. So you it mean, like, wasn't in, even perfect. But in general, wasn't nice, or just like certain areas. Certain or, areas that no. would that would have affected our money we got back. Oh, if he had said no, right? Oh my, yeah. Wow, Which I don't understand. That, that place was, looked immaculate. So at her standards must have been too high. Like most landlords are good at acknowledging general wear and tear. Like as long as you just paint all the walls white and fill up the the you know the major holes like yeah they're usually usually cool with that but exactly yeah, yeah. And there's like wear and tear like your stove could be scratched and you know, stuff like that yeah i'm mean, well not like intensely but you know obviously they know you're going to be using stuff so and stuff right. and but, stuff gets used it gets used so it's like <laughs> you're gonna be using stuff because stuff gets used it is what it is quote that one put that in a book yeah <laughs> next moving on next and and this is something as americans that we never really had to do and these are no. These are when paying somebody or receiving money either from our job or from a friend or whatever, uh, direct to bank transfers. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in the U.S., as you mentioned, everything it still is done by paper checks. Um, I think America is getting better at it now. I'm pretty sure that checks aren't as big anymore, but they're still very much a thing where if you mention checks to a Ger some Germans don't even know what a check is. And if they do, they're like, that is archaic. Like That's old. Well, because it's, it's, it's a middleman. The, the check basically has the routing numbers at the bottom telling the bank where to send the money. Yeah, whereas exactly. you could just send it directly. Now, I, and I remember in the U.S. when I lived there, I think, like, if somebody had asked me, hey, give me your, your, bank, your bank account number so I can send you money, you'd be like, oh, you'd feel weird about giving out your private information. But here, yeah, for sure. But here it's perfectly normal because also it's perfectly safe because... Have somebody having your bank account number, all they can do is send you money. They cannot withdraw money. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like you need you need a code, and you need the, your 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 face uh, scan on your phone, and you need a special like uh, tan yeah, number and all I, this kind when, of stuff. When I go to the ATM, they don't ask my bank number. <laughs> you know? I don't put D E nine six four five three four. What? You know? uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my number is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I found it really bizarre the first time I had to do a bank transfer um, with our buddy Misha, who comes up with this podcast like way too often. Misha, <laughs> yeah. you gotta get he's, out he's, of our. He, no, but he's gotta just be a guest and just end it because he's been mentioned too many times. Everyone's keep, probably wondering where is this guy Misha? Is he I keep real? asking him, and you know he listens to the show religiously. So Misha, get on here, buddy. Anyways, uh, he transferred me money for the first time, and I didn't really know what was happening. And I was like, is this safe? He's like, yeah, it's totally safe. It's what we do here. I was like, yeah, right. So he transfers me whatever it was, like, so it was 30 euro, whatever it was. And there's always, like, a little line you can put what the money's for, you know, kind of like on a check. Right. And he put, like, sex stuff or something like that. As a joke, yeah. As a joke. And I was like, 
freaking out a bit. I was like, dude, like, this is sex stuff with the Banksies, though. If we get in trouble, and he's like, dude, one, prostitution is legal here. It's not our problem. But two, like, no one's looking at the thing. It just is there to know what the money came from. Yeah. And I really freaked out for a bit. Um, I, and also, I just thought, too, like, I know in the States, they, a lot of people use, like, Venmo. I think they use that to transfer money. Yeah, yeah, that's a newer thing. But, but, uh, but like, 10 years ago when I moved here, people weren't using Venmo. They were still no. using checks and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah, and I remember when I was in the States, I had to pick up my paycheck for my job, you know? And then I could go to my bank. I had Bank of America at the time and through a drive through through a drive through ATM which a lot of Europeans find wild and there I could put my check in the drive through ATM yeah and, and I was like it. whoa that's mind blowing you know what i mean yeah and then when i came here and they're like yeah there's no checks i was like how do i get paid every month and like yeah it just goes to your bank account and they just tra- transfer directly to your bank account i was like it's just, yeah. just there yeah. like yeah i was like what about taxes like it's it's taken out automatically you're good I'm like well that's convenient yeah it's 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 it's, it honestly it makes it makes tons of sense and i think the u.s is slowly going in that direction i noticed um like these past um uh stimulus checks they have the option of you could have a check or have it directly sent to your bank account okay so i think there that's kind of maybe in the next 10 15 years that'll be more common and checks maybe will be phased out because it's really there's really no point to it and honestly they're dumb and a waste of cheese a waste of paper a waste of like people's time and then there's no need to really balance a checkbook because all the transactions will be logged in your bank account and, and you don't right. have to look at oh what did i write here with my handwriting you know what i mean and yeah you exactly just, it's just all logged there for you to easily see so that was definitely a, a new one uh when we when we first arrived definitely yeah and it's weird it's one of those things that i mean weirdly enough that germany with technology did before the states in terms of consumer technology yeah because germany does suck in terms of technology in other in other areas so. yeah like germany's technology i guess is really good in like the bigger private sec public sector type things but like for average people like you and me they're really far behind a lot of things it's also just people like refusing to like they, they install these self-checkout and then you'll see it empty and then a huge line for the normal checkout yeah. because people are just afraid of the self-checkout it's a G- germans just they they don't adapt to new technology easily. Um, I mean, Germans don't change easily generally. That's yeah, why like, the it, CPU has been in power take, for a million years. It, take, it just takes forever. So um, yeah. but speaking of technology, this next one fits right in there. Yeah. So this one's actually really good um, for anyone who's traveling. Actually, anyone anywhere, because these are awesome, is I never had to use a VPN before. Um, True. Yeah. And that's a virtual private network for those of you who don't know. So what it does, if, if nobody knows what it is, uh, it's an app you can download on your computer or your phone. Um, I recommend never using a free one because the free ones usually take your data. But the paid ones, uh, they'll pretty much you can reroute your IP address to be anywhere in the world. Yeah. So instead of you're, you're normally if you're in Germany, you're going through a German server, um, which means there's certain websites and content, say, in the U.S., the U.S. website will see you're coming from a German server and be like, ah, we're not allowed to show them this content. And you'll get right. this you know, annoying error message like, oh, you can't watch this content from your country, whatever. You can have a VPN, which will route you through a server in the U.S. And the website will be like, oh, he's in the U.S. with me. And then they let you watch the stuff. So, so it's great for like Netflix. Um, yeah, like, you, you can see the American Netflix versus the German Netflix, which has to have different content, which is or nice. Or like the UK Netflix or the French Netflix or any Netflix you really yeah. want. Like, uh, I love The Office. It got off the American Netflix, but it's on the UK Netflix. Let's so watch it there. Um, really convenient. And also, I needed it a lot when I first moved here because you probably remember too. Uh, back in 2013, Netflix wasn't in Germany yet. And also, um, a lot of YouTube was blocked in Germany because of copyright laws with yeah, music. True, yeah. So, like, I felt like 50% of the time I clicked on a YouTube link, I couldn't watch it here in Germany. Yeah, luckily that's over now, but yeah. Luckily yeah. it's over now. It was the, the, the Gamma, the Gemma or something? The, the G-A-M-A, yeah, yeah, the Gamma, yeah. Um, it was just this crazy, super strict copyright law in Germany that luckily got voted out what 2015 something like that yeah a few years ago yeah but it's weird because before when i lived in the states i just never had a reason to have a vpn because i had had access to everything i needed and then when i moved to germany it was really a necessity because there's all these american shows that i was still comfortable used to watching you know of course and and but i would go to nbc.com cbs.com nope it doesn't you know i could see i was in germany or yeah i couldn't have access to my netflix or also you know our our parents like your parents gave us gave you access to like their hbo accounts and stuff right yeah which from germany didn't work you know so so then i was like ah but i i want to be able to watch all this stuff still and like oh there's this 
oh, a VPN? Oh, okay. And it's like, okay, it's like five bucks a month, whatever, you know? Oh, okay, that's not bad. Okay, great. And then I got it. And then now I use it all the time for certain things. And if you're a person who's also just um, worried about your uh, online data, they're great to use too. Um, yeah, because it, it, yeah, if you're worried about your privacy, yeah. Yeah. So this episode's brought to you by Shark VPN. No, no, it's not. It's brought to you by nobody. Nobody. Uh, next one, uh, Mr. Jeff. Now we're going into kind of like f- uh, fashion. A little bit. Fashion stuff. Now, this one applies really to only to Alex because I, I had switched just before moving here. Ah, okay. And this is uh, never worn skinny jeans or pants before moving to Germany. Yeah. No, I did not. But funny thing is, so yeah, I used to wear bigger, baggier pants because that was a style back in the 2000s, you know? Trying to look like Fred Durst. No, we, we thought it was, uh, it, it was still not cool then. Yeah. No, but that's what people wore anyways. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. The guys who didn't want a girlfriend, yeah, that's what they wore. <laughs> and that, hey, I, I was there too, man. I was wearing the ba- I was wearing these things called pipes, these huge shit. Oh, God. Remember, remember Jinko jeans? Yeah. I was wearing awful stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, and I just, for some reason, never really changed my style from, like, middle school to <laughs> college. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded awful once you said it out loud, didn't it? I know. Like, as it came out, I'm like, oh, shit, well, I'm terrible. Um, yeah, no, not really, not much changed. So when I came here, I realized, all right, I can look like a knob. So I, uh, yeah, I went in and bought some slim fit pants. And then by accident, like a little later, I bought some skinny jeans. I was like, these are way too skinny. I looked in the mirror. I was like, okay, I mm-hmm. like that. And I realized that I fit in a little bit more and I, I, I looked better in them. And now in the States, everyone wears them. But what I noticed now, I don't know if this is only a Berlin thing, maybe it's a Germany thing, maybe it's worldwide, but the 90s are coming back so hardcore, it's wild. Have you noticed this? Not really. I, you guys told me this, but I didn't. I haven't noticed it, but it could just be a Berlin thing. Uh, it might be know. Berlin. I don't know. I'm seeing, like on the way here, is actually what made me think of this for this episode, was I saw this guy with like hair, you know, bowed down to his eyebrows, split in the middle, very 90s haircut, big, big baggy pants. And like a skinnier t-shirt. That could just be a guy who just never changed from when he was in middle school. Last weekend, I saw a bunch of girls, big baggy jeans, crop tops, chokers. I don't I'm know. Seeing it, I think every week I'm seeing more and more and more of this 90s style. And yeah. I dig, I love the 90s style. So I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I'm all down for just people just doing whatever that makes them feel good. Like, it doesn't bother me. I wear the baggy, wear the skinny. But yeah, I, I remember definitely the first times I traveled to Germany and, and started living in Germany. Yeah, absolutely Germans and Europeans just in general on average wear tighter pants than Americans do. Right. And I used, I remember making fun of it going like, Oh, what is this? Like just pants are sprayed on and whatever, because <laughs> yeah, for my entire life I wore baggy jeans and then it was just before. So I'd traveled to Germany, but I had lived here. And then just before I moved here, my good friend, uh, Cassie back in uh, California, Jeff, I can do you a big favor if if you let me go with you to the mall sometime and like I help you with this. And she like pointed at like my oh outfit. god, yeah. And so she, and then we went and then she and then, <laughs> and then and she she picked out no, it was, but it was, it was that's it, a good friend. It was that's, great because she, she went and she picked out some like jeans for me and she was like, Jeff, these are the size you should be wearing. You know what I mean? And I, and I remember putting them on and just feeling like I was like, oh, these are off. They're so tight. I can't like it felt so weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. And but on, but it's weird because now when I wear pants that are too loose, it, it feels the same way. I'm like, Oh, this feels awful. Like, me too. like yeah, me too. when I try into yeah. pants, I'm like, Nope, this is not tight enough. And like, you don't, you don't have to wear super tight pants, but, but in terms of like tops and bottoms stuff that more fit your figure, just look better. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. yeah, I just, um, but anyway, so for me, I guess Germany in a way, cause she was kind of preparing me to, to move to Germany. So in a, yeah, okay. in a way it kind of also, uh, did me pants wise it sw- switched me over from the skin from the baggage of the skinny yeah and i think i'm just a bit more just like fashion conscious like i i still wear very similar things i always wore like a, a t-shirt and jeans what i always wear but like you said things kind of fit me more things kind of like maybe match a little bit better you know yeah i think yeah living in europe maybe more fashion conscious but also it was during a time i think also age also i think uh, same, same with you yeah my fashion didn't change that much at all for a huge period. And then I kind of, you know, you get to the point where you're like, you're in your twenties and you're like, okay, am I, I still g- wearing uh, these giant bell yeah. cargo shorts yeah, that are like, khaki? I gotta get my shit together. Like I want to meet a woman at some point, you know, that actually <laughs> hangs out with me for more than a few weeks. Like I want to look in the mirror and be like, Oh, I, that looks good. And so I'm just like, those are clothes. <laughs> Plus you would like meet people and meet friends. 
you know, who are guys and you like see what they're wearing and you're like, that guy looks pretty slick. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're like, shit. I'm, and then you'd like compare your, your outfit and you'd be like, mm, I still kind of look, <laughs> look yeah. yeah, looking left and right. Like, oh, I'm the, oh, I'm the one. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like when I first turned my thirties, I had this kind of moment where I was like, what kind of shoes is a 30 year old supposed to be wearing? You know? And I actually started looking around at like guys that were like roughly my age, like what shoes are people wearing? Like, cause I was, I, I wore like tennis shoes and Nikes for long, for a long time. And then finally I'm like looking around like, okay, like I don't want to go too old, you know, but I want, yeah, yeah. But like, I want to dress my age. So I'm like looking around like what shoes is he wearing? Yeah, those are cool shoes. Well, let me, let me get one of some of those or something. It's, like it's funny you say that too. Cause I, uh, I did the same thing. So I bought like <clears throat> a few pairs of like these leather, um, I forget what they're called. Like the ones without the laces, but they have like the stretchy thing on the side with like their leather. They're really nice. They're kind of boots, but not really boots. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what they're called. But I bought like a pair of those. Like these look really cool. But I, I still just revert back to my skate shoes, you know, like Vans. Yeah, and I mostly wear like Adidas. Adidas. But, but you can find some that like are cool in between. Like they're, they're kind of your age, but still cash, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be wearing these like loafers, whatever the hell, you know, some penny loafers. Yeah, Where are you going to keep your pennies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but next now this is one about transportation, transportation. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I never use my, like actually use my bike to go, like to go somewhere since I was, you know, like 14 years old. And even then me and my friends had this thing that we called towning it. Now we, 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 we lived in like this tiny, tiny, tiny place. But like, so after school, we look like, you know, like literally be like, hey man, you want to town it today? Like, cool. And we, basically towning it meant we just got our bikes and there was like this circle because like it was a tiny town. You could town it in like half an hour, you know? So yeah. it was just this circle down like the major streets that we would just like cycle. And then, you know, of course you stop at 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee and then you stop here and get the whatever, you know? Yeah. And it was just like, but yeah, so like, especially when you're a kid, like, bikes you're not really using it to get to a and b you're not using any when you, even when you get older you're not really from again for most people yeah you're not using a bike to go to work you're not using a bike to actually go to the store and carry something home you know you're not, not actually using the bike in like a utilitarian everyday way but that changed when we moved here right yeah for sure and like i still ride my bike as much as you do but uh definitely much more than i ever did in the states and it's nice and like I, I used to love driving. I thought driving was awesome, you yeah, know? Yes, I have. Um, but I honestly don't... There you go. Thank you. I honestly... I couldn't pour and talk at the same time. I, I actually really don't miss driving as much as I thought I would. I enjoy cycling a lot more. I enjoy cycling a lot more. Um, I like the ability to take public transportation and have to worry about, you know, how I'm going to go home at any hour of the day, if I drank or something like that. And also, I just feel safer. Like, I don't have to worry about getting in a crash. I don't have to worry about paying for gas, um, the environment. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. just, don't, I just don't miss it's it. It's cheaper also, especially if it's decent weather. I mean, got the wind in your face, yeah. you know, from fresh air. Um, and a lot of times, honestly, it's faster, you know, like, especially if you're going to a place that requires, like, a, a connection with the train. When you go just straight from A to B on your bike, it actually, you can get there like five minutes faster or, you know, True. and instead of stopping near your destination and having to walk the other five minutes, you're like arriving at the front door, you lock up your bike, you're, you're good to go, you know? And especially living in a city, you get to really explore more of the city around you and, and see a bunch of streets that you would never see before, especially if you usually take the underground where you can't really see anything around you. But if you're on your bike, you're, you're like, like, you know, the city in terms of streets way more than I do because I take uh, the subway a lot. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, yeah, on this street, this street, this street, that's how you get places. And I just, I don't as well as you do. So it's also pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And uh, yeah, speaking of coming home uh, late, this is actually a good one. Uh, I, and I, this belongs to you as well. Like we have both uh, never still been at a bar at five or six AM because like anything past one AM. In yeah. yeah. In the U S at least in California, like the latest you can be at a bar anywhere is two and for you, it's earlier, right? Rhode, Rhode Island is one one in the morning. I used to be on off. And still. when it's one, it really it's twelve forty five. Like at twelve thirty, they call last call, right? Right. And by then, they're already like flipping over some chairs. Like the lights are coming on, so you're not really enjoying it anymore. Closing you know, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So really, yeah, same. So like the U.S., it's really to like one one thirty, where you're slowly getting kicked out. You know. Right. So it's kind of an which again. It's late, but just thinking about it, it sounds early to me. Again, I don't, I'm not like a big, uh, clever partier anymore, but like, um, yeah, that was a weird thing when I first got here in my early twenties and, and you'd look at a bar and it would say, uh, opens at, uh, 7 PM and then closes. It would always just be blank because it, cause yeah, it just doesn't close. Cause literally it was just like, they close when there's 
no one there. No one, like when they stop making money, then they'll close, which could be 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Like, I've been at a bar just myself and someone else. Uh, it was at like four in the morning. No one else was there. And I asked the bartender, I was like, should we go? Like, do you mind? He's like, no, no, stay here. Like, it's totally cool. I'm open. You're here. You're buying your beers. Like, do what you want. Nice. Like, this is awesome. And uh, there's no stress about when you want to leave, about what time you have to meet up. Because, you know, if you want to, you know, have a night out, you have to meet up at like six o'clock because the bar's closing at one o'clock, whatever. And now you can meet up at like nine or whenever you want because you have, you have to worry yeah. about when you're going to leave. You don't have to really think about any kind of a schedule. You just meet no. up when you want because you know the bar will be open regardless when you go. Exactly. 11 p.m., 3 a.m. And it's just like a bizarre thing. When I first moved here, I found it very wild that I yeah. was out this late. I was like, I, I, I have to be in bed. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Or you'd be going to work at like 8 a.m. And you'd see people on the subway who, <laughs> who clearly were now coming home from the bar from last night. Right, you know yeah. I mean? And you're like, that's oh, just bizarre. That's just not something you experience in no, the U.S. So that's it's, true. It's yeah. funny, yeah. Um, and this, speaking of weirdness, this is the next one from Alex that he would like to share with all of you. Yeah, I never really uh, traveled before I came to came to Germany. I mean, I've been a few places, uh, you know, like with my family, drove down to Florida. I've been to L.A. once. Um I've been on a cruise a few times when I was a kid. And then once when I was like 20 with my family again up to Canada. Mm, yeah. But besides that, I've never been to Europe. I never really traveled a lot. And now since I've moved here in Germany for the oh, eight years in October, uh, I've been to like, I don't know, 30 countries, something like that. So like coming to Germany really gave you like the travel bug. It like opened up your eyes. For yeah. sure. I mean, we, we've talked about it a million times. It's so easy to travel here. So uh, I really got that. You know, once I moved here and I discovered like, whoa, different cultures, that's cool. Yeah. I want to learn about all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just trying to travel as much as you possibly can for how much money you can I can afford, you know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the past few years has been more difficult to travel. But yeah, um, yeah traveling, never did that before I moved to Germany. So that yeah. was, I owe, I, owe, cool, I owe a lot of life experiences and uh, like personal growth to moving here you know what I mean yeah maybe if you didn't move to Germany then you still maybe even as of now the the other version of you being 30 in the US would maybe have just yeah gone to like you know uh, I don't know the Caribbean once or you know like yeah, so, I, I, that's I no it, idea yeah. it's, it's, that's that's one of the most bizarre things to think about which we can maybe do a whole episode about at some point the other version of you is yeah. thinking about in the alternate timeline if we never moved where we would be and what we would be doing it'd be really bizarre yeah so uh, yeah like that's a big round of applause to Germany there for you. Cause like that really, yeah, it opened up, it broadened your horizons as they no, say. For sure. And I, and I think I'm a better person for it. So there you good. go. Yeah. And you know, what made me also a better person was being able to accept button fly, <laughs> <laughs> button, pl <laughs> but button fly pants. Now this is, this is another fashion one now. Yeah. Let, let me explain. So <laughs> in the U S yes, button flies, exist and by button flies it means instead of a zipper for your pants there's about four buttons that go vertically you know that you have to undo each one separately just in case any of you don't don't know what a button fly is yeah now but in the u.s i would say 80 percent of pants are zippers rather than button flies like i mean i, I remember when i moved to germany every pant I'd have, or shorts I'd ever owned was a zipper. I had nothing that was button fly. Mm -hmm. Didn't see button flies. Uh, it was not my jam. No, they're and stupid. Then, yeah, and then I moved to Germany and I'd go to the store to H&M, whatever, and it was the reverse. Like 75, 80% were button flies and it was hard to find zippered stuff. And I remember I avoided it so much that that first summer I lived here, my dad visited me. And we actually went on this like three hour adventure through Berlin, going to like three or four different stores, just trying to find me just zipper a pants. Zipper fly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was so funny how against it I was. But eventually, as with anything, like I got over it. And now I think um, more than half of my pants are button flies. So that's something I never did. I never owned or wore a button fly yeah. pants or Fair got Fair enough. Yeah. Either have I. And I remember my, the first pair I bought, I think I tried them on the store. I didn't really notice it was a button fly. I think it's under the top button, put them on. It's like they fit because I hate going to dressing rooms. Yeah. So they did it really quickly. I remember I had them on the next day or whatever and I went to the bathroom and I like was like, what the hell? I can't I can't go. Like, how, how do I get to, you know, what's in there? I need the important stuff and I couldn't figure it out. And then I noticed that like at the urinal, everyone's like um, uh, um, belt. belt is undone. And I'm like, how do people, oh, you want to do the belt and you unbutton it and then you button it back up and do the belt. Like, flies are so much more convenient. I don't get it. Yeah, because in the U.S., 
everybody at the urinal, their their belts are still on because you can just unzip and go. But yeah, right. it's right here. You go to urinal, everybody's, I, I have to undo my belt every time because then to just get access to the button fly and everything. Exactly. It's more work, yeah. I mean, now I've been buying some Levi's and they have zippers. So uh, those have been nice. I still don't like the button downs. They're, they're super, it's just so inconvenient. No, I, I still don't like them, but I've I've just accepted their existence and I have them. I just, yeah, I, I really... When it's that day of the week that I pull out like a pair of pants and it has the zipper, I'm always like, oh, yes. Like, nice. I'm loving it. Yeah. Good stuff. Easy access. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, another one, which um, I have been near one and around them, but I still have not been in one, but I think you have, is going to a nude sauna. Yeah, and I think we mentioned this, you know, nude saunas is a normal thing in Germany, in Europe. Very normal, yeah. In the U.S., not so much. Like, they have saunas, but they're always kind of expecting you, for the most part, I'd say. You, you got to, you know, keep kind of a towel wrapped around you. You know, Americans are more kind of shy about that kind of stuff, whereas yeah. here, there will be, there are actually signs. You cannot wear a bathing suit. You cannot wear, uh, you cannot cover up. You have to be nude, whatever. Get those dingleberries. Not dingleberries. Nope, that's nope. different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> um, but to be fair... I avoided this for 10 years Yeah. until uh, about a month or so ago when me and my girlfriend were in uh, the Bavarian Alps and one night it was raining and we had done like a long hike and then she's like, oh, there's a sauna, uh, sauna you know, um, a schwimmbad here. Let's go check it out. And I remember being nervous because I've been avoiding this as an American. Cause like, also just not really because of the being naked, but th- like that mixed with like, I don't know the procedure. What do I do? Where, <laughs> where does my towel go? At what point do I get naked? You know, there's like all this kind of like, how do I, I sit? Yeah. And my girlfriend was <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? But for me, it was so such a new thing to me. I just didn't want to look like a noob or like do things wrong. Or so I was on the walk there. I was asking her like, okay, so then I do this and where do I do this? Like, you know, cause I don't know, like, you know, um, but yeah, I'd avoided it for 10 years, but finally did it. Um, and it's, it ain't no thing. Like, it's fine. Like you, the first, maybe second, you feel weird kind of, yeah. cause you have to get naked and you have, you have to take a shower before you go into the, um, sauna. But then it's like you go in the sauna and it's like, yeah, everybody's naked, but nobody's looking at you. Like you're burning. People are just focusing on sweating, sweating their, you know, five liters out of their bodies. And yeah, but then you walk into the next room and there's kind of like a living room where everybody's naked, just kind of reading the newspaper and stuff. And I don't know, I guess the weirdness went away for me really quick because it's like nobody else there is feeling weird about it. You know, they're all it's just you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Only, and so once you get over that, then you're like, then yeah, then I got over it and got used to it. And but yeah, it's uh, it was a new experience. So that was hey, I, I, I I commend you, man, because I, I I went to this this uh, spa where you have to be naked the whole time, where no linens allowed. So they give you a towel and a bathrobe, and a lot of people are walking around naked. You can you can only swim naked, mm-hmm. and I kept my my bathrobe on the whole. Time. I, I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do it. Yeah, and also like in terms of saunas, I just don't like saunas generally. I like, I don't want to voluntarily sweat i hate sweating why would i do that on purpose i just don't understand i don't understand the point of saunas i get why people like them actually no i don't get people like them but understand people do like them but for me it's more of like just the worst place to ever go is a hot room (laughs) full of a bunch of naked people yeah sauna is not also not my jam most of the time but so hot yeah but that day like we had really in your situation makes sense we'd hiked a lot like that day we'd hiked like up this mountain you know, the muscles were sore and stuff and actually like being in the heat kind of sounded good, you know? Um, but yeah, it is weird. Cause like you go, it, it is so hot that, I mean, really within two seconds, there's just beads, of, like sweat just, and I, I've never had sweat just poured in my body that fast. You know, it's like, and it, you haven't even fully sat down yet. It's so hot, yeah, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's the whole time. It's just like, you're kind of staring at the ground, just draining, you know, going like, Oh God, is the time up? You know, looking at the time, there's like a timer in the court. It's timer up yet, timer up yet, you know? Uh, but then like, I think it's more like once you get, once you get out of the room, then it feels good. Like you're not sweating anymore, but like you feel the effects like on your muscles and on your body, yeah, you know? I, I, yeah, that's that true. Suppose it's really good for your muscles and just for your body generally. But yeah, um, yeah maybe, maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but uh, today's not that day, Jeff. Yeah. All right. I got another uh, interesting one that I, 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 this is an interesting one. I think people are going to be like, eh? I never had to prepare so much before I leave the house for a day. Yeah, and f- people probably are like, what do you mean? But this, I think this is a really good one that people don't think about that often. Yeah. It, it is, and, and the reason I say that is because in the States, like we say, uh, we had cars everywhere. Do you have a car? It's a car culture. Everybody has a car. You know, you're know, you using a car to get to work, to get everywhere. Exactly. So when I was in the States, I never had a backpack, never had a bag. I just had like, even in the winter, I swear like a sweater, 
even if it was, you know, zero degrees, I'd have a sweater on or a sweatshirt and I could take my jacket with me because I'm going into my car where it's going to be warm with the heat on. Mm. In my car, I'd have extra clothes with me. You know, I had some water in there. I'd have, you know, maybe some tools, whatever I need would just be in my car. Yeah, you're in the U.S., like your car, even for a guy, it becomes like you're a really large purse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, in my car, underneath my seat, I always had an umbrella. And in the back seat, yeah, I had a, a jacket and in my console, my middle console was my sunglasses. Exactly. Like, or I'd have like some, a pair of shorts in there because it gets warm during the day, you know? Yeah. And like, and even like you all have, you know, your car's uh, first aid kit. So like if you've got like a, a normal little cut, a like little boo-boo. The, yeah, you go, oh, I, I know that's there. Like you're, you, you never really have to plan so much because you know your car, you can throw all this shit in your car, leave it there. And, and you know it, it's there. And it's just there. So when it would rain, I'd be like, uh, and then reach under my seat, grab my umbrella. That's always under my seat. It's always there. Exactly. But and then now, like I always have a, I have a shoulder bag with me. Sometimes a backpack and that, you know, I have, I have like a power bank in there to charge my phone. I have my camera with me. Sometimes I have an umbrella with me and I'm not sure the weather is going to be. I'll put a little sweatshirt in there. Um, so you're packing a lot, like things you have this limited space. Cause like your bag for the rest of the day, now you have to carry it, especially, exactly. if, especially if we're going to a lake or, or we're going cycling somewhere like now that bag is on you like and then you're like should i prepare for the worst but what if it doesn't rain and i don't need this extra jacket now i'm carrying this extra weight for no reason exactly so sometimes you don't bring it and then you end up needing it but then sometimes you bring too much and you don't end up using half the stuff you know? especially here in berlin where the weather is so tumultuous you don't know what's going to happen you know from hour to hour mm -hmm. so like, like today for example it was 14 degrees in the morning but it went up to 21 degrees in the afternoon, but cloudy. But then, so I brought like my leather jacket and I put a button down shirt in my bag in case like it was a little chilly, but not chilly enough for a jacket, yeah. but like good enough for a button down shirt. Yeah. And then it got sunny during the day. So I didn't, I didn't even need my jacket anymore. And I was really warm and I wish I had shorts on, but then it got cold again. So I was really having my jacket. So like I was having brought it all with me, but if I had my car, I wouldn't have to worry about that in the morning. Like every morning was like, what do I wear today? And what they need to bring with me. Yeah, because you're not packing for what the weather, the situation is now. You're packing for right. what it also can be in midday or later. You know, like I'm always having to bring, okay, uh, my bag always has like my bike lights in it because what if I go somewhere and I, yes. st I stay later than I thought? And Mine too. I, so you always bring the lights and then you're, oh yeah, you're always bringing a little like pullover or jacket because it's cold later. I have my camera batteries in there because my, my camera battery dies. Yeah, there's all or, like stuff. a little bottle opener in case you know, hey, I have a bottle of wine right now. I need a little bottle opener. So I have yeah. that in my bag. And I always bring a, a, a bottle of water with me almost everywhere because- Bottle of water everywhere I go. Because maybe we're in the middle of a park or somewhere and there's, we don't have access to water. Whereas again, if like when you have a car- you can easily stop or drive to a drive through, get a drink if you need it or something. You or know? it's like, I used to have like, keep like a six pack of water in the back of my car, you know, <laughs> just or like a giant tub of water just in case, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah, you like to like, I really plan out my day or yeah. So like my bag now has like almost everything I will possibly need in it for a day. Do I use that stuff all the time? No, but when I need it, it's fantastic. That very it's there. happy you have it. Yeah, exactly. Some of your friends make fun of you, but then you know, they do get a little boo-boo and they're like, like, oh, Jeff, can I use those band-aids? I know you always keep, like, you know, exactly. like, I made fun of the other day. Yeah. Or like, like, like I know you always have uh, like some ibuprofen on you. I remember I had a headache the other day and I was like, hey, Jeff, has ibuprofen? You're like, yep, got it on me. Normally it's keeping your car, but you have it like in your pocket with you, you know? Yeah. So that, 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 that's a, that's a fun one. That, that is good. Cause it's something you don't, cause actually when you brought it up, when we were planning this episode, I was like, ah, that's a good, I didn't think about that one at all. Yeah. Like that is a change of lifestyle just because of the mode of transportation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause you just have so much space in a car that you don't have in your backpack. It's just the worst days is when you overdress in the winter and then you go into a, uh, a grocery store or whatever and you're just like sweating bullets. Yeah. And you're like, why you're in the, this jacket? Yeah. You're in the bond. You know what I mean? And you're just yeah. dying inside. You can't do anything with your stuff because you can't adjust the temperature of, you know, the whole train to yeah. get in the car. Because you brought your thick jacket instead of like your thin one and you're like, oh. And outside you're great. But then, yeah. So that's that's definitely a huge downside. Anyways, let's, uh, let's do like what? Uh, uh, two, two more. more. Yeah. Okay. This one is. Um, I never had to register my dress or tell the government where I am whenever I move. Big brother state, you know, like. Some call it that. Some call it a daddy <laughs> state. Nobody calls it that. Um, but, but yeah, okay. It sounds weird, but yeah. So in, in Berlin or wherever you happen to live in Germany, 
you have to do what's called an Anmeldung, which yeah. is you move here, you get an apartment, you have to immediately tell the Bürgeramt, which is the city hall, where you live and show proof of that by bringing um, your your rental contract and your ID. And, and then when you say move from that apartment to a new apartment, you then have to go again and mm-hmm. tell them about the moves. So like the German government always knows where everyone is, which uh, kind of makes sense uh, because, you know, in the U.S. they do uh, a, what's called a census. Like every 10 years, they send somebody door to door, knocking on doors, asking, hey, who lives here? How many people live here? Yeah. Um, they don't really know if you're lying or telling the truth or not. And then so it's like every 10 years they know what the population is and where, where people are living. But here, they always know where you are, which, again, could be scary to some people, but it's something I never had to do before moving to Germany. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing, and I think it's also easier, you know, when you're doing official paperwork and you need a visa or whatever, here's a proof of where I live, that I live in this uh, that I live in the city. Here's a notarized, you know, documentation that I live here. Yeah. Just so you know. So, you know, And actually, fine. you recently did a, didn't you? You, you had to go swi- switch from yeah. your old address to your new house. I got mine on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It was a pain, painless? Very painless. Yeah, I made an appointment, which was a pain to get an appointment, but uh, I kept refreshing that page over and over and over and over and over again. Found an appointment at a random town hall that was not in my district at all. Yeah. Uh, but I got there, walked in. They're like, you need your contract. And I was like, we don't have one. And it's like, oh. And I was like, no, we own it. Like, oh, okay, fill this paperwork out. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, how do you show proof of ownership? We just signed a paper. That says we own it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was like almost like not enough oversight. Like, like honor system? Kind of, it was weird. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, maybe they'll look into it later. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure we. Just, yeah, we just signed a piece don't, of paper. Don't, somewhere you have proof of ownership of the house, don't you? Yeah, like a deed or something. Or what? What? What do homeowners have that proves that they own a house? You know, we got stuff that I'm going to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even honestly don't know. I have to ask my dad or but, mom. What, what? What? What do they have that proves that they? Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think the stage of a deed, but here I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe you do, and you just don't know. I have to ask, ask your girlfriend. See what <laughs> I'll have to ask her and see what's going on. Um, one more? Yeah, well, well, let's see. Let's look around. What do we got? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is an interesting one, um, which sounds kind of dark, but bear with us here. So um, neither of us, uh, before moving to Germany, was ever insecure about our existence in our country. <laughs> oh, the pause there. And of course, that was because, you know, like when you're the citizen, when you're born somewhere and you're the citizen somewhere, you are there, like they cannot deport you. There's nowhere to deport you to. You never have to, like you are a per, you are permanent. There's no, you're, you're there. There's no visas. There's no renewals or no anything. But here in Germany, even if you got like a slight, uh, you know, you're maybe you're arrested for, you know, drunken indecency, whatever for a small thing, you're worried like, oh, is this, is this, can they, they can legally kick me out now. I've broken a law. Like, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm technically a guest here. Yeah. Uh, it's like a long-term hotel. Um, <laughs> and like every, every time before going to that new, you know, visa extension appointment, always have like existential dread. Like, okay, what if I don't get accepted? What if I go back to the States? What am I going to do? Will I find a new job there? Do I have to be a teacher? Will I work at a restaurant again? And like, you just have like this existential dread of, having to like of not knowing what's going to happen right of course usually you get your visa it's fine but like or even filling out like your taxes oh did I, if i do it wrong will the finanzamt which is the german rs uh will, will they tell the government and they'll then they'll boot me or yeah, exactly or you know like there's like you you worry so much about like uh about like i don't want to say day-to-day but like if you, you have that feeling of like yeah i can i am not I don't have, they don't have to let me be here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I have, have no to- obligation to keep Alex here. Exactly. Which is not a good feeling, I think. No. Uh, and it doesn't really go away. I've been here many years. It doesn't go away. You know? No, no, of course. Not. Until you have citizenship, even, even on a permanent residency, they can still deport me. You know, I'm, I'm a resident. I'm not a citizen. Exactly. They can, they can revoke that permanent residency and make you very unpermanent. Well, that's goes against the name of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. But I'm sure the fine print, it says like, if you break a law or you don't pay taxes, like it's null and void. I'm sure. I'm sure that's. I think you can break a law. I think that's fine. No, but De- I think it depends on the law. Level. Like I think maybe, if, maybe not a felony. No, no. Yeah, I think if it's a a violent crime or something, they can you can be gone. Like yeah, that makes but, sense. But at what at what level does it switch from yeah you're okay to now you're gone? I don't well, know. Jeff, like, there's only one way to find <laughs> out. Let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 a, that's a okay. It's it's not something that. We make it seem like we're worrying about it every day, but we're not. Like, but yeah, once in a while you have that feeling, and when you live in the U.S., you never have that feeling because you are a citizen, and there is 
nowhere for them to send you. So yeah. So pff, <laughs> do what I want. Land of the free. Yeah. Uh, anyways, you know what else was not free was this whiskey because we have no sponsors. So. True. Uh, let's talk about it. Jeff, would you like to do that? Yeah, does, I would. Does, does this interest you? No. <laughs> no, no Is this something you no, would no. no, no, I had to pause because I, I just kind of took in what you just said. I would like to correct. Uh, last week, we, we received a, a beautiful donation from a listener. And so that is paying for the majority of this whiskey. Oh, true. Yes. So so we technically, we did not pay for this whiskey. Um, so again, thank you all for the donations. They're amazing. Like we got a great 20-year donation. It was, it was awesome. So thank you guys. Yes, sorry, Jeff deals with the finances. So I forgot about that. But yeah, uh, again, Alex is told about the donations. He just doesn't pay attention. Yep. Uh, no, we really appreciate all, all donations from everybody. Um, yeah, and without them, like we would not be drinking um, this very good Lambay whiskey. Very tasty, to be honest. Uh, actually, um, like a, just a really a splash. Just... We'd probably be going back to the to the Grangerstone. No, 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 you're done. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, let's take another little uh, sip of Rooney. Mm, yeah. Cheers. Mm. I'm I, digging it. Like me I, too. I, there's a, there's a I, I love a whiskey with just a lot going on. It's spicy. It's fruity. It's it doesn't have a huge burn, but enough so it keeps me going. Yeah, I I and, and just knowing the, the the cheapness of it, it just that also makes me feel good about it. I don't know. I really like it. It's got a lot of cool flavors going on. Um, I think I think everything you said nail it's nail on the head. It's uh, got a nice burn, but not too much. I, I prefer a little bit more to be honest. Yeah, but, I, I'd I'd agree. Yeah, usually, but uh, the the flavor there is like really is it's super nice. It's sweeter. Which I do like. It's a little bit, like it is fruity, and has that, that spicy aftertaste. I feel like I'm just repeating what you're saying, but uh, I, I really like and it. I think for thirty euro, Th- this um, is shelf worthy. Yeah, because a lot of times for thirty euro, if you get an Irish whiskey, it's gonna be good, but it's gonna be like your average standard. You know, it's gonna be smooth, but not, not much going on there. Th- this is something special. And in it's, it. it's, for thirty euro, it's pretty exciting. I think. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah, I'm digging it. Again, this is the Lambe whiskey. Uh, it's it's a it's a small batch blend finished in cognac casks and, from um, Ireland. From Ireland, yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm giving it. Dare I go nine? Nah. Dare what you dare? I don't know. I don't, don't yeah, I'm feeling generous today. I'm gonna go nine. Nice. I'm I'm giving it an eight. I'm giving it a very solid eight. Like, which is crazy because I've given whiskeys twice as much eights. You know, this is this is a, just a it's just a solid fun whiskey. 30 euro. I think this is shelf, absolutely shelf worthy. This is hundred percent shelf worthy. Yeah. I think everyone should have this on their shelf to be honest, because it's, it is, it is something a little bit special for the price. It's not a normal, like run of the mill Irish whiskey. It's got that little extra, that, that sweetness, and that fruitiness in there is something you don't get all the time. And a lot of Irishes that we have had, even the really good Irishes yeah. that we've had, have not had this really interesting flavor. Yeah. We, we should t- take stock of this Lambe and see if, if they got other versions that we can yeah. try in the future, you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, other, other, uh, other different kinds of, uh, what do you call it? I don't know if other flavors, but what do you call it with the different like models? What do you call it? Different makes and models. I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, different styles, styles, styles of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, you know what? I think it's the cognac casks that makes it so good. It could be, maybe this should be a cognac channel. No, just no. Uh, <laughs> anyways, everybody again, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, whether monetarily or not, we appreciate just by listening, all just, of you listeners. Ooh. It's amazing. And uh, we, we, we keep, you know, writing episodes and doing this for you because one, we do enjoy it, but two, you guys enjoy it too. And you're listening to us and, and you guys uh, send amazing messages that, yeah. and you're always saying, uh, just like way too kind about the show and saying, I'm you enjoy it. Yeah. Relax. We're not that nice of people. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you send us great questions, which, which we love answering on the air or off the air. Um, I, yeah, I just love it. It's like this, we never met you, but it feels like this cool community and, um, yeah, it gets a little AGDW community. It's yeah. nice. And actually I'll, I'll throw this out there. If, if I don't know how many of you are still listening, so maybe some of you shut off before the whiskey review comes, but, um, tell us what you would think if Alex and I did like an in-person event in Berlin, you Ooh. know, we all meet at like a whiskey bar, you know, for a couple hours, hang out. You guys can. Uh, I don't know. Ask us questions or whatever. Maybe we'll have like a prize for something or who yeah. knows what. Um, maybe go to a party. I don't know. We could 
do something. Yeah. So, before the um, winter. So yeah, let, let us know uh, what, what you think of that. And if anybody actually messages us, we'll know that at least one person listens to the end of the episode. So, um, but That's yeah, true. Because the we, code word is jam. Jam. <laughs> Uh, because because we know actually like a, f- a fair number of you have moved to Berlin. Like I would say, I don't know, but like a, a good a we, de- we, decent percentage of our de- listeners have moved to Berlin. A, a decent amount of people who have messaged us uh, before they moved and then have been have messaged us again saying, "Hey, I moved, I did it." So uh, yeah, it'd be cool to I don't meet meet some of y'all. Yeah. So yeah, either uh, through our website or Instagram or Facebook. Uh, let us know your interest about this event, and uh, if if you want to go to these places, how would they do that, Alex? Uh, they should go to our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. This event's going to be called the Americans in Germany Drinking Whiskey Whiskey Palooza Extravaganza Jam oh Fest. My. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Part four. Um, yeah, let us know. It'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, again, thank you, everyone. We love you. We hope you're uh, staying safe, staying healthy, and of course, staying thirsty. Excellent. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>